0: Lee Huffman is the founder of the popular travel finance blog, Bald Thoughts, a travel blog showing readers how they can take vacations using very little of their own money. He is also a freelance writer for many popular websites, including Forbes, Investopedia, Finance, Buzz, NerdWallet, Sook Deals, and more. In this episode, Lee dives into how COVID-19 has changed the travel and credit card industry, why it's still important to build travel points, and how you can travel on a budget. Learn how to use miles, points, and tips and tricks to travel financially savvy compared to what others would normally pay. Meet the leaders shaping the new era of credit. This is a Vantage Score podcast. Today, we talk to Lee Huffman, founder of Vault Box.
1: So I grew up in Orange County, California. Uh, lived there pretty much all my life up until I moved two years ago to Nashville. Uh, been enjoying it ever since. Well, I've always kind of been around money. Uh, my dad was a bankruptcy attorney and he actually got his law license about, about a year before I was born. And uh, so it's been interesting seeing so many of his clients come through his office and you get like a broad view of kind of like what not to do, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that filed bankruptcy that were like really good people that just fell into bad situations. But there were some people that they just have really bad spending habits and you can just see. Been falling over and over into those habits, and it was pretty unfortunate. But by working with his law firm from a pretty young age, uh, I was able to see those situations and learn from them. Like learn what not to do. My dad actually filed bankruptcy himself. Uh, he was a great attorney, but not a good business person, you know. And uh, he liked to spend money just like everybody else. And uh, it was kind of sad, right? Because um, he worked so hard all those years and didn't really have a lot to show for it. I started out at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, It was a commuter school. It was close to where I lived. When I started off there, I I was a finance major, and then I transferred to Pepperdine, and I ultimately got a business management degree from Pepperdine. Went into banking on the banking sales side and worked there for a few years, and then transitioned from that into the back office side of a bank where doing uh, budgeting, planning, business cases for like new ventures or for like, expanding or bringing on a new team. And then I did that for 13 years. And then I left two years ago. And now I I write full time. So when I was working at the bank, doing all the logical Excel stuff all day, every day, I need a little more creative outlet. And so in December 2012, that's when I started my travel blog. And partly it was like a creative outlet. And partly it was all my friends when I was telling about all the fun trips we were taking and They obviously assumed because I was making good money at the bank that I was paying cash for it. I'm like, well, aren't we friends? Like, you know me better than this. I'm definitely too frugal to be spending all this money for all these travels. And so let me show you how it's done. And I would take screenshots and say, okay, it may cost you $500 for this, but I spent 50,000 miles and paid a few dollars for the taxes and fees. Well, in the last couple of years, when I knew I was making the transition, I started getting more and more consistent and just really trying to hone those skills as I was making the transition from banking and finance into writing full-time. My daughter's starting kindergarten in about a week, and my son is starting fourth grade. We give them a paycheck every Friday. We don't call it allowance, we call it a paycheck, so that way you get them in the habit of of having a a job or an income. And then from that amount, a little bit has to go into savings, basically charity, and a little bit has to go into taxes. So like my son is nine, so we give him a dollar for every year. And so of his $9, a dollar goes into charity, a dollar goes into taxes. And at the end of the year, on Black Friday, when they have all the killer deals, we actually take that charity money and we go buy toys for for needy children. And it helps them, even though, unfortunately, they can't see the children that are actually going to receive the gifts, they know that it's helping those other children. And then what we do as parents, we just match whatever money they spend. And so that way we can kind of amplify that benefit. And then the tax money, it's money that just kind of accumulates throughout the year. And then whenever there's like a household thing that we're buying for ourselves, because like taxes go to help society. So that money, essentially what we do is we buy something for the household. We're all contributing together for it. All Thoughts, it's all about traveling, product reviews, credit card comparisons, those type of things. And then also just kind of like what's going on in the travel and rewards world. So I, I write there on, on a frequent basis. And then I have a weekly podcast called We Travel There. And so that podcast, what I do is I interview people from all over the world to find out the best things to do in their city. And so wetravelthere.com is really like the show notes for those episodes. Some of the airlines have said, if you don't wear a mask and don't keep it on, you are no longer allowed to fly with us. Two of the most recent ones, Southwest and Delta, you cannot do that at all. Basically, from the time you enter the airport to the time you leave the airport, except for if you're drinking or eating, you are required to have your mask on. So there's that. Uh, A lot of hotel chains have recently also come out and saying, if you're going to be a guest at our property, you have to wear a mask. So there's those. A lot of destinations now, if they're allowing people to come, you need to have a rapid test results within like 72 hours of, of traveling, or you have to quarantine in place until your test results come back once you arrive there. So there's all these extra hurdles we have to overcome, right? If you're entering museums or entering attractions, You'll notice that the workers are wiping everything down or there's somebody that's taking your temperature as you're trying to enter that attraction or enter that building. So there are a lot of more precautions that people are taking, even though a lot of people aren't really traveling much right now. And then even just as an American with American passport, there's a lot of countries all over the world that you are not welcome in right now. You can explore the U.S., and not see everything over the course of your lifetime. There's so much to see and do. It, it's almost like we are Europe where there's all these other little countries within our overall border, you know. And so I think you would miss out on life if you didn't explore internationally. But I think you could also spend your entire life just exploring all the fun things to do within the U.S. I'm still continuing to earn miles and points because, you know, I have a family of four. And it's expensive for all of us to fly, even though it's not cash. It still requires a large number of miles sometimes, especially if you want to spoil yourself and do a business to first class flight. And so based on that, you still want to earn some miles and points because one, you can book at flights up to 11 months out and some hotels even allow you to book two years in advance. So there's a lot of studies that say that travel is obviously very good for your mindset and for your psyche, but they say that the, the actual planning of travel and the anticipation of the travel it's almost as beneficial for your mindset as the actual vacation itself. Uh, a lot of credit cards have really kind of offered some uh, limited time perks where you're earning extra rewards on maybe it's a travel credit card, right? And like obviously they're giving you rewards for extra points for like paying for flights and hotels and those type of things. But obviously they know that you're not traveling. So right now they're giving you extra points on your grocery purchases or gas purchases and those type of things, things that you're doing anyways while you're kind of sheltering in place and not really leaving your your immediate area. And then also some of the premium credit cards that have annual travel credits, what they're doing is they're actually giving you more flexibility on how you spend those credits. And so that way now your, your purchases for groceries and dining can actually be used to use up those travel credits. So the, so there are some benefits that way. And the ultimately the number one thing is uh, you've worked hard to build up the, the number of miles and points that you have in your portfolio today. If you don't watch out, And don't have activity in those accounts, they can actually expire. And so by using your credit card on a regular basis and earning some incremental miles, it's keeping those accounts active to make sure those points don't expire on you. You want the card that's going to help you get to where you want to go. You don't want to be like me. I have like 40 credit cards and I pay $4,000 in annual fees, but I travel a lot normally. But for the average person, I look at it as like a three-legged stool. You want a airline credit card for the airline that's like your favorite because you're going to get free check bags, skip the line when you're flying, and those type of things. Same thing with a credit card for the hotel chain that you like to stay at the most because that way, in most cases, you're going to get automatic elite status. You're going to earn more points whenever you're staying there. And a lot of them also give you a free night every year. So you're going to want those two. And then it's good to kind of have like a general all purpose card, whether it's cash back or flexible points that you can use, whether it's paying for your travel, redeeming them for cash back, or being able to transfer to some of the airline and hotel transfer partners. That's kind of a good baseline to have of those three different type of cards. And if you're in debt, those type of things, don't worry about rewards. The number one thing you need to be focused on is getting out of debt. So maybe you get a balanced transfer card, transfer that off of those high interest rate credit cards, and be able to make some real progress in getting rid of that. And you have to see some of these silver linings what's going on in the world. Uh, Again, to kind of keep you saying, if you're not traveling, even though the airlines are offering better values, they're not as valuable to you. And so again, like we talked about earlier, maybe it's better that you have a cash back card instead of a, a miles and points card right now, because cash is completely flexible. And if you're worried about your job, or maybe you got laid off or reduced work hours, instead of accumulating hundreds of thousands of airline miles, you can take that cash back and help pay for your bills. Most of the airlines have like a deals page and those deals change on a regular basis. So I would recommend just whenever you're ready to go, go on there and check those out if if you're using miles and points. If not, there are things that you can do like on, I believe it's on Google Flights. You can go in there and just say, hey, I'm looking to travel this date. What are the cheap flights I can get out of my city to other destinations in the US? It's a good way to kind of explore and find flights that way. I think Google has it as well as Bing. The best travel hacks that, that I recommend people starting out with is one is maximize the credit cards that you already have. You don't always need to get a new credit card to be able to maximize things. Register your cards with different uh, rewards programs like DOSH, airline dining rewards, and those type of things to be able to earn cash back or earn extra miles on the purchases you're already making. We're obviously all doing a lot of online shopping. Go through a shopping portal first, so that way you can earn additional miles on those purchases, maybe it only takes an extra couple, like maybe 10, 15 seconds to go through that shopping portal, to click through to like say the American Airlines portal, be able to earn American Airlines miles on that purchase in addition to whatever you're earning on your credit card. And then that way you can earn things like whether it's you're buying something from Target or Best Buy, Staples, Home Depot, et cetera, maximize those rewards. And essentially this way you're kind of double or triple dipping. That we can get all those extra miles and points. I use a, a site called cashbackmonitor.com. It's like an aggregator. It's like the Expedia of like online portals. So that way it'll tell you what every website is offering as far as cashback or miles and points. And that way you can decide which one is giving you the best or which one is giving you the most rewards that you're really looking for. And then if you are going to be spending with a certain airline or a hotel, focus all your spending with that specific airline and hotel instead of buying a flight on American and Delta and United, maybe spend a little bit more and have them all with one airline. So that way you're getting that much closer to earning a free flight because it doesn't really help you to have one or 2,000 miles in like 10 different programs because you're never going to be able to redeem them for a free flight or hotel. And then the last thing is always get the credit card of the airline or the hotel that you spend the most in you get extra points from that credit card for spending with that brand. And then on top of that, you'll get some extra perks. Like a lot of airline credit cards, they'll save you money by waiving the check bag fees. They'll save you some time by giving you a priority boarding access when it's time to fly. And on the hotel side, a lot of times, you'll automatically get uh, at least mid-level elite status, uh, which gives you some potential upgrades and early check-in and late check-out and some other perks like that. And then on top of that, A lot of the hotel credit cards will give you one night free. So basically you're paying on average, maybe a hundred dollars for the annual fee for that credit card, but you'll get a free night that you can redeem for potentially multiples of that amount. The best hotel rewards program depends on where you travel and what you like to do. A lot of my friends really love world of Hyatt. I think it's a really good program, but the problem is that these programs, they change on a regular basis and sometimes they'll devalue their point systems that make it harder for you to be able to redeem or harder to earn points. And you have to be almost like a free agent sometimes and be willing to switch from one program to the next if their rules become too onerous and it makes it hard for you to be able to redeem or earn the rewards that makes it lucrative to be a part of their program. If you're looking to kind of save some money, whether it's a budget vacation or, you know, staycation, here's a couple of tips that can help save you money and maybe improve your travel experience a little bit better. One, pick a hotel that offers free breakfast or that has a kitchen. One of the most expensive things that happens when I travel is spending you know, three meals a day you know, eating out. Even if it's 5 or $10, that really adds up over the course of a day and over the course of your vacation. So uh, what I like to do is get a place that has a kitchen, whether it's a timeshare rental or like a residence in something like that go to this grocery store and you're going to eat like a king for you know, $100, $150 versus you, know, you could spend $150 in like one or two days if you're not careful uh, you know, eating out all the time. Reach out to the visitor's bureau ahead of time of your vacation. A lot of times they have coupons. Sometimes they have discount passes that give you discounts to a lot of the, the most popular attractions. And then also if you talk to them, they'll help you construct an itinerary that's, that the kind of fits into your budget. And they also give you some ideas that maybe you hadn't thought about for some free or low cost attractions. Uh, and then obviously the last one always use your credit card, whether you're just using it for your expenses that you're doing on a day to day basis, or when you're on vacation, using your credit card uh, helps you earn miles and points to get that much closer to your next vacation.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Vantage Core Solutions. This podcast is brought to you by Vantage Core Solutions, a higher level of confidence. Thanks for listening.